Hello and welcome to the second series of Evelyn podcast, which explores the role of legacy in our industry, talks about why it's important, and dives into Evelyn's interpretation of the concept of legacy. I'm your host, Petta von Bunsdorf. We started this series by talking about the very prestigious rankings awarded to Evelyn's head of fixed income, Mr. Juhamatti Pukka, and senior portfolio manager, Mr. Jani Kurpa, by CityWire's City Eurostars comparison. We sat down with Juhamatti to get his thoughts on the ranking and discuss what it meant to him and to us as a company. And now, to know more about what it really goes into designing such a ranking, how the system works, how rankings have grown in popularity over the years, we have decided to meet the very brain behind the rankings, Nisha Lung from CityWire. Nisha has spent 14 years in CityWire and is responsible for cross-border investment research at CityWire. So, for the final episode, I made a bumpy journey in a February flight from Helsinki to CityWire's headquarters in London to interview our very special guest, Nisha. Thank you, Petter, and it's a pleasure to be with you here today. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about, about the short history of the rankings. Why were they created? I mean, there's a lot of rankings around. Yep. And why were they created the way they are now? Um, so CityWire launched its uh, fund manager ratings more than 18 years ago. Hmm. And it's actually the only firm to exclusively rate the managers rather than a fund. So we do this because we strongly believe that the track record of the fund manager is the most important consideration when selecting an actively managed fund. And um, I just want to point out a number of reasons for this. Yeah. Uh, for example, um, so as you know, fund managers move around frequently. So a fund's performance may have been generated by someone else who's mm. no longer you know, on the fund. And we've worked out, actually, that on av the average tenure of a manager on a fund is roughly around four and a half years. But the average lifetime of a fund is around 10 years. Oh, that's so you interesting. Can, yeah, yeah, so you can imagine, you know, you will have two or three manager changes, you know, in the lifetime on a fund for, on average. So the way our ratings work, we've got a unique career database, which takes into account the fund manager's career moves and, and sabbaticals. Yeah. And it will tell you if their placement is any good, especially if the new manager has a CityWire rating. Now, um, this ratings measure, perform it measures performance across all funds mm. that the manager is running and does give a clear indication of a manager's performance against its direct competitors. Now, I want to point out here that less than 25% of all active managers achieve a CityWire rating. So you can be sure that those adding values are being identified. Mm -hmm. And That's I believe at the, yeah, at the end of the day, the fund manager is making the day-to-day -day decisions on the fund. And, you know, it will have an impact on performance. So we believe the manager is, you know, a key to the fund's performance. It's very interesting. Now, uh, you were mentioning, talking about the um, database and so forth. And how many geographies were first included in the list? Yeah, so when we first started, um, we started in the UK, mm. um, which quickly progressed to all around Europe. So we're France, Germany, um, etc. But today we're truly global, um, tracking managers in the US, Latin America, also in Asia, South Africa, mm. and also the Middle East. So now it's truly global. 
Um, and just to give you an idea, we cover 16 and a half thousand managers globally, running close to around 30,000 funds between them. So you're processing an awful lot of data. That's yeah. quite a lot, <laughs> definitely. Well, which parameters were then considering when you designed the designing the, the, the rating and which are which are being uh, covered today? Yeah, so um, the manager's track record um, is scrutinized by a methodology which has been approved by an independent actuary. And okay. the ratings take into account the three-year performance record, which is updated um, every month. Now, it's purely... Uh, quantitative mm. analysis and it's based on the information information ratio which is a measure of the risk adjusted performance information ratio yeah so however we call it the citywide manager ratio um, as okay. it takes into account career moves and all funds a manager runs but the basis behind it is the information ratio yeah. um, and we do cover the whole market meaning every manager is eligible for ratings so investors can have the confidence in our objectivity across mm. the ratings. And as I mentioned before, we cover 16,500 managers in around um, 42 countries and across 280 investment sectors. So as is that is, as in, in, in uh, uh, like business branches, investment sectors? Or? Yeah, investment sectors such as uh, in bonds, um, the asset classes, bonds, oh, equities, okay. mixed assets, also alternative uses as well. Yeah. Um, and I can tell you now, it's not easy to get a rating. So we individually benchmark each fund a manager runs. So we're unbiased to what the fund manager or company have benchmarked themselves against. And yeah. this is very important that we do this. As I'm just going to give you an example of recently where a global equity manager was using a European equity benchmark to measure their performance. And with the European markets at the moment, they were you know, outperforming like anything, but, mm. and they claimed a high active share. But the reality is they used the wrong benchmark. It didn't complement their strategy. It wasn't the right one. So for us to benchmark individual funds is very important yeah. and the transparency is key in all of this. So you do look also at the underlying portfolios. We do, absolutely. Yeah. So to see if the manager is doing what they're supposed to be doing, yeah. <laughs> um, but also um, if there's any style drift, etc. You know, we will try and capture that in our analysis of the benchmarking process. Mm. So if the three years looks good for the manager, what yeah. happens? So if a manager's three-year manager ratio is positive, they will receive a rating. Um, so this is showing that they are adding value against their benchmark or the market. Um, but a fewer than 25% of fund managers that we track actually receive a citywide rating. And this select group, we will either give them a citywide plus rating, an A rating, double A, and the top triple A rating. Okay. And only top the top 10% um, of managers in this elite group will gain the highest AAA rating. So you can see that, you know, we don't just give it out to anyone. And so um, it's actually the top two and a it, half Yeah, of all. it is quite a high, yeah. you know, well, benchmark to overcome, basically, to yeah. get that AAA rating. Now, each um, rated manager will receive one universal rating, reflecting their performance on every fund he or she runs across the 42 countries that we currently track in the database. Now, um, the rankings industry is, has grown in the past 20 years, as I've been in the fund industry, uh, at quite a rapid pace. And uh, 
Can you talk a little bit about the rankings industry? Um, yeah, um, I've been in the industry for about 14 years, so yeah. I've seen quite a lot, you know, come and go, especially in yeah. the European industry. So for the ones I've identified in Europe, there are around 17 key players in the market offering some sort of rating or ranking product, and this continues um, to grow. Um, now, one of the benefits are they can help dissect all the products out there. There's yeah. tons of products. And it can be quite overwhelming with the number of funds and managers that investors have to choose from. Um, but by using ratings that are based on, for example, our manager ratings, for example, you can easily identify if that manager is capable of adding value to yeah. a portfolio or not. I mean, as I said, there are many rating agencies out there, but no one quite looks at the fund manager the way we do. So it's a measure of manager skill that we bring forward. And I just want to mention that there are benefits of newer rating products out there, mm. such as, for example, now ESG and SRI. We hear those buzzwords everywhere. Oh, yes. So these ratings, you know, it's really sparked interest, even my interest, you know, over the yes. past few years. And a lot of agencies are trying to break into this space, as you can imagine. But as you can also see that the definition of what is ESG investing is changing all the time. Um, and what is ESG to one person might not be for another person. So it can be very difficult to know, you know, which provider has the best rating in this field. And a yes. lot of, you know, underlying due diligence is still needed, I believe, in this area. So even though there are new products coming out there in ratings agency, is finding the right one which will suit what you're trying May to do. May we look under underneath CityWire's lid yeah. and ask if there is coming, can we expect something from you um, in this area? At the moment, we are. it is an active area of yeah. research. We are looking into it and you will be one of the first people to hear about it. <laughs> okay, thank you. I, I can't. I'm, I'm thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, any which way, we're talking about, about the, the vast, vast space of, yeah. of, uh, of rankings and how thinking about how which ranking is credible and, yeah. and uh, what does it take to be a leader in rankings. I mean, I would like to add there, this is part of the job, actually, that a fund, yeah. and a fund selector should be doing himself Absolutely. or herself. It's, yeah, so, so doing, looking doing, at doing each product individually, seeing what they can bring to the table. Exactly. It is so important to actually have that research, yeah. but not trusting fully what they're doing. You know, you need to understand it yourself before yes. applying this. So for me to gauge which rating agency is credible is to see how the people actually use the rating, you know, yeah. and how they're doing it. So as I mentioned before, in Europe, there are around 70 key, 17 key players in the market offering some kind of rating product. Now, we've conducted research recently, and we have done it for the you know, past three years on a yearly yeah. basis on Euro European fund selection professionals. And 74% of them use CityWire ratings in their process. That's a high one. Um, and I can see that as CityWire being you know, a credible player in the ratings industry. Yeah. And just to share a few examples, which also came out of this survey of how fund selectors are using this um, to search for new investment opportunities, Mm -hmm. um, also to as a verification tool on the quality you know in the fund selection process it mm -hmm. adds a bit of kudos to their selection that they've perhaps made the right choice and also to filter to identify the best manager now I use it myself it's a good tool to have in the fund screening process to find the skilled managers who are truly active and can add value Mm. And then the fund selectors can go and then put a qualitative overlay on this, you know, with their own yeah. methods on top of that. But I think the starter point is a very good screening process yeah. to see if the manager can add value. Um, 
And also, I just want to mention the mark of prominence in the market. Those surveyed also said that CityWire rating would increase their likelihood of investing in a fund manager and their funds, which I think in itself is a mark of credibility. Well, of definitely. What we do. Yeah. yeah. So, no, and to come back to the question, you know, others, they rate funds, which is okay and helps dissect strategy. Yes. But it often doesn't take into account, you know, manager turnover on a fund. Now, movements, as you can imagine, can really dent a fund's performance. Um, for example, we've seen in the news a lot about star managers mm. who leave their funds and those funds then suffer hefty outflows, which is, you know, a, has a direct hit on performance. But if a new manager they bring in, if, they, for example, they bring in a manager who was previously citywide rated, yeah. you know, you have that, you know, added. You obviously, you need to see how that manager progresses, but it is a mark of, okay, this manager's good who they're brought in. So you can read all into all of this by analyzing the ratings of a manager, you know, that they've achieved over their careers and also the consistency of, yeah. you know, receiving that rating. Then going a little bit more into the, into the future here, yeah. uh, we talked a little bit about, uh, about the, um, world of rankings and I'm still looking forward a little bit, uh, is there still demand for for uh, ratings, and uh, is the world going to be a boom in the future? Do we have room for more ratings? So, uh, sometimes, sometimes yeah, it's it coming. Be. It's coming quite quite a lot of noise, and uh, yeah, it through. could be overcrowded. Yeah. Now, as you can imagine, we will continue to see new products as the market evolves. For example, as I mentioned before, the ESG space. Yeah. Um, but quite often than that, in my experience in the last fourteen years, what I've seen is these new agencies close after a couple of years. They haven't really established themselves in the industry and they're not really offering anything new in the market that no. isn't already there. So also the newer rating providers may not have the, you know, the 20 year knowledge of funds and managers that we've accumulated through our unique database of fund managers. I don't no. know of anyone else who does what we do. And with this does come, you know, the reputation and consistency mm. of rating managers. You know, we wouldn't be still doing it if it wasn't, you know, a mark in the industry that people actually use of this. Of course not, no. And so, as I said, with any new rating firm, they have to establish themselves. And, you know, obviously that takes a lot of time. Um, but also it's important to look at performance metrics. A long-term view is clearly very important. And as I said, we've been going for a very long time. So you can see as the fund managers move from one company to another and take on new funds, mm. you know, the focus on the individual is completely there. Um, but yeah, as I said, the risk of cluttering this yeah, space is hard. Fund selectors need to know what they're looking at, you know, and dissecting the new rating providers out there. And yeah. do they really have time, you know, to look at everything, you know, yeah, it's take quite, on new it's, databases yeah, or it's, whatever. It's yeah. a lot. But you have you have some quite uh, extensive online online uh, fund manager fact sheets. Uh, yeah, yeah. So with these, they give um, this you know selection specialists. So if you're selecting funds, yeah. it gives you deeper performance analysis alongside you know looking at the managers fund manager rating track record that you can also see in those fact sheets. Now this record can give you an insight of the tenure of managers in mm. a particular sector and the long term consistency can also be established from the ratings analysis. So for example, if a manager has consistently held a rating through market peaks and troughs, mm. you know, this is an indication of their skill and ability to add value 
you know, above the markets, yeah. you know, in a bear or a bull market. I mean, this is a true indication of an active manager being truly active and not being, for example, a closet tracker, you know, mm. just tracking their index yeah. where, you know, just benchmark returns are achieved. I mean, nobody really wants that from, you know, an no, active that manager. that seems to be a bit out of fashion. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, man, but, but then, then again, you have been working with actually one metrics, which is the infra ratio. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is quite... I like the model in the yeah. sense that it's very simple. Yes. Yeah. Um, are you looking at any new metrics or parameters yeah. that you could so take onto your rankings? The ratings? core will always be the manager ratio because yeah. that's you know a standard that everyone understands, and it's you know the amount of yeah. risk a manager takes on top of you know how much added value they have on their funds. Um, but one um, metric which is going to come in actually, in effect, this year is addressing the parental leave or extended time spent away from work. Now, as you know, parental leave is cited a common barrier to career progression. Yeah. And extended periods can really, you know, dent, you know, your work and often put employees, you know, outside the changes that have happened whilst you're away yeah. and also the industry as a whole. Now, as you know, that many asset management firms they're increasingly, you know, they're adopting back to work initiatives, which I think is absolutely great yeah. um, to ensure career breaks don't affect the future growth. But as you know, there's still challenges in this. So at the moment, what CityWire are doing is taking into account extended leave. So with data rolling over, should the manager in question already have sufficient 36 months track record yeah. and haven't taken more than eight months out of active management in one go. So that's the process at the moment. Okay. However, um, there's a large number of female fund managers mm. and some male who would have a 12 month gap due to taking maternity or say paternity leave Yeah. or any other kind of leave, maybe sickness or whatever. Now this would effectively remove a third of their eligible ratings period as True. we look at a three year period. Um, so you're penalizing managers you know, for taking that time off or, you know, and they've already had a strong track record. Why can't they keep it? Yeah. So we are modifying our ratings methodology and still preserving the integrity, you know, to be objective, you know, a rating system. So now, um, which is going to come into effect this year, yeah. managers who take a 12-month period of maternity or paternity leave can continue their track record as long as they have a 36-month's experience against the same benchmark during their career and had been rated by us in the previous period okay. up to the point, you know, where they take their leave. Yeah. So obviously they must have been, they had to be good before they take the leave and then they can carry on their um, track record. Now this modification, you know, it will help those managers who've built a really strong performance track record yeah. before taking this time off. You know, they don't have to start all over again, no. you know, which is not great for anyone. <laughs> and again, you know, they can rebuild it once they get back to work. So hopefully, um, this is to, to come into effect in the first half of this year. I think it's so, very innovative. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hardly anybody will oppose it, I guess. Uh, I hope not. <laughs> no, I <laughs> no absolutely. I, 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 don't, I don't think. It will make it more credible, and it just takes into account people you know, who yeah. do move around or need time off that they can. You know, they won't be penalized for it. Now, uh, you've been looking at a lot of, lot of companies, also a lot of 
would I say almost big data about yeah, about yeah. fund management yeah, companies. Absolutely. What yeah. what are your maybe your observations? What should companies yeah. bear in mind while grooming their in-house talent? Yeah, I mean, for me, there's a number of points on this. As yeah, I've looked at so many asset management firms, seen a lot of fund managers come through and also drop off. You know, after a year. Yeah. You know, so you know we've, we're keeping track of all of these kind of movements, and I think it's really about nurturing the talent with the correct training procedures in place, letting them have the autonomy and also with ensuring you know, integrity. Now, I think it's important to instill that it's always putting the client ahead of themselves in what they're trying to achieve. You mm. know, are they being true to their strategy? You know, how can you get these younger people coming in to you know, show that you know, their voices also count in the decision-making process? And yes, they might make mistakes, but mm. people should be there mentoring them to say, okay, that's fine. Let's move on. I mm. think people learn best from their mistakes anyway. They do. But it's also about tenure of a manager at a company. Now, if the culture's good, managers will stay and produce good results, and you'll find they stay with you longer. Now, low turnover on a fund is essential for consistency of a strategy yeah. and performance. And I say this because recently I conducted research looking at manager turnover in funds in the equity space. Now... I wanted to mention this because I extracted performance data from you know, our database of you know, collecting 20 years, yeah. over the past 20 years of manager information. And what I found is that funds that have one or more manager changes on a fund in the past 20 years, the average 20 year total return of that fund was lower on the fund than mm. a manager you know, comp when compared to a fund that had no manager changes. You know, that is quite, you know, yeah. quite damning. In the That's just taken the last 20 years, you know, performance. <laughs> so manager change wasn't so great. So the tenure, the longer the manager was there, the better the performance. So tenure, therefore, is very important, especially if there's a good manager on the fund. So when companies, you know, they need to bear this in mind. You know, the longer you keep it, it's good for their products as well. So it's keeping, you know, your managers happy to a certain extent in what they're doing. Yeah, that's that, that's important, and that's also what we're what we're aiming to do at at Evely, and I think we have done quite that's so right. because we have quite long tenures at Evely. Well, thank you, Nisha. Thank you. That was very very interesting to hear about about the rankings and the ratings. Uh, I think what is very important here uh, is something that we like very much is at Evely is the systematic way that you have been conducting year after year. In, in, in making working on the manager ratio ratings, uh, manager ratios, and uh, I also think that we all all can agree that the benefits to the investors in reducing their own research work is is quite quite a lot. Uh, we also touched upon what is going to be really interesting in in, in the coming months and years is of course the S ESG and SRI ratings. What are we going to get out of that? Because sometimes it seems to be quite a noisy place uh, when we have the various various um, ratings coming up or not coming up. Uh, the final point that I liked, uh, would like to take up here is the uh, management companies uh, allowing managers to have the aut autonomy and integrity to conduct their own uh, investment strategies. And if, if they have a systematic way of working, results will ensue automatically. Thank you very much, Nisha, for this. Thank you. It was superb to be here. And thank you, everybody, for listening in. This is the last in the series, and uh, we would wish everybody 
happy listening because you're probably going to come back to Evely Podcast in the future as well. This ends the second series of the Evely Podcast. We've been discussing that Evli has two fixed-income portfolio managers, Mr. Juha-Matti Pukka and Jani Kurpa, who are highly rated by, for example, CityWire. It is uncommon for a company of Evli's size to have so well-rated managers, so we wanted to bring it to the fore. In the first part, we discussed with Mr. Juha-Matti Pukka, one of the portfolio managers, what he understands about legacy and his role for the clients and for the company. In the second part, we discussed that legacy is the culture that connects people and company and results in continuity to clients. That discussion was conducted with, again, Mr. Juhamatti Pukka and also the CEO of Evli, Mr. Maunu Lehtimäki. Finally, to get the perspective from the very people who makes the ratings, we met with Dr. Nisha Long from CityWire to talk about the ratings and how they are made. Thank you very much for listening to us. I'm your host, Petta von Bunstorff.